0: This is Justina Page, your podcast host. Hey, everybody, it is Friday, and we all know what Friday is, but wait, this is our 400th anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! God has been good to us, and we're still moving forward. And I thought I would bring in a very, very special soul for this milestone uh, episode. So I have guys, wait
1: for it, Jewel Christian. Hey, Jewel. Hey, hey Justina. Oh, it's so good to be here. Congratulations on your 400th episode, lady. That is huge. Way to go. Thank you. Thank you so much. If God made me anything, he's made me
0: tenacious. So I know how to keep going and keep going and keep going. Yes. So, Jewel is here with us today, and I'm sure you guys are asking me, how in the world do I know Jewel? So, Jewel,
1: how did we meet? Okay, we originally met at Contents, the um, festival, me- media conference festival. It was, I'm not sure what it is, but in um, Dallas a couple of years ago. And it was just one of those like round robin, like meet people and you kind of do yes. it. Like- it's almost like speed dating at a conference, but you're, but you're speed meeting, you're speed meeting and you meet people and then you go to the next person. So I met you there and I met probably like 250 people that day. But I remember you stood out to me because you just had this energy and this love and this vivacious spirit. Um, and then when I got to actually talk to you, talk to you was probably when we did our uh, Zoom session for Breaking Strong. Yeah, when you I got to me. I was, yeah, I got to be an acting coach for you and James and Lily. It was such a gift. That was- Oh my God, a
0: gift? Are you kidding me? You have really set my course on fire. You are so amazing. I really mm -hmm. appreciate you. And the thing I remember about you at Content was your graciousness. Mm -hmm. I mean, you have people who can act very well, but don't have good manners. (laughs) Let me put it, for lack of saying a better word. And then you have those- who act very well and just as humble and kind and gracious. And I was like, this is a beautiful person. So that's Mm -hmm. what stood out to me, your graciousness. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'll never forget it. All right. Before I get all sappy, because you all know how I am, (laughs) we're going to ask Christian uh, one more question. We'll ask Jewel, I'm sorry, one more question. Here we go. Everybody knows I'm crazy about purpose. Crazy, insane about purple. So I call my thoughts "Go for it, purple thoughts." If you could choose a color for your thoughts, what would that be, and why?
1: All right, friends, I got to ask. I got to ask a clarifying question because I'm not much of a nerd. Um, Is it like all the time? Because here's what I'll tell you: I would say my thoughts change colors depending on the day, (laughs) but the color that I aim for and that I am drawn to is yellow. I can struggle with dark thoughts. And so it is important for me to be intentional to think of bright thoughts and hope, um, which yellow is that color to me.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I like that. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Okay. So we're going to go ahead and get to the meat of this conversation. Guys, today is all about hope. And Jewel is going to bless us with a couple of hope stories. And we're going to just talk about hope. So Jill, why don't you go ahead and take it for me?
1: Oh, wow. No pressure. Take it. All <laughs> right. Um, you know, I, a hope story. Wow. You know what I'm going to do? I'm just going to go real raw and real gritty. And I, I don't have time for anything but realness. So this is going to be real and raw. Um, I'm going to tell you about uh, when I was 21. Actually, I was 20. I went to Africa uh, for eight weeks. I was on a mission trip you can look at me now. And I look all energetic and vivacious and fun. And, and that is not always the case. Um, wow. When I was 20, I uh, was really, really, I had mono and I decided I could still handle everything. And I went to Malawi, Africa, which was the ninth poorest nation in the world at the time. Wow. Um, and uh, my immune system was already super com- compromised and uh, I was very, very sick, but I, I really felt like I was still supposed to go. I went, I was on, on the, I was on all my, uh, vaccines and anti-malaria medication and I still got malaria while I was over there and I got so sick. Um, I, I actually, so I got malaria and I thought I was going to die. And I'm not saying that like joking. Like I literally thought I was going to die. Um, and then I got, I relapsed with malaria while I was in Africa. I mean, I, I couldn't even, I was, I remember hallucinating. I remember being in this bed and looking, and I remember hallucinating and seeing cars on the ceiling. And the thing about malaria is your body is like, you're like, you have a fever, which can kill you, but then you're, but you're literally shaking because you're so cold. So it's a a very, very crazy, um, horrific disease. There's a horrific parasite caused, um, illness. And I, when I relapsed with malaria, I actually was afraid I was not going to die. When I had it the first time I was like, Oh, I'm afraid I'm going to die. Second time I was like, I'm afraid I'm not going to die. I was so, I just wanted to die. I I, I really was like, I just want to get back on American soil, say goodbye to my mom and my dad and my sisters and be done. Like I was, I so was that. So
0: can I uh, interrupt you here Please. for a second? So in essence, hope was gone. Completely. You had lost hope. Completely. Yeah. Completely. So what do you think caused that loss of hope at that juncture? Then I want you to keep going.
1: Yeah. Um, well, you know, it's, well, expectations. I had expectations. I was going to go to, um, to Africa. I was going to be able to be a part of this mission and, and, and help people. And I was, I was able to actually do some things like make bricks out of termite mud and, you know, carry water on my head and run wow. vacation Bible school for, um, natives and people we started with, I think 50 kids the first day by the last day, we had over 300 children who were just walking wow. from the villages by word of mouth. And we had, I think maybe eight adults for that many children. And we, and we had, I think there were six of us. And there were no, it must have been 10, six of us and four translators. And we basically were running this vacation Bible school. I had my puppets and stuff. So I still was able to do these things. But then yeah. when I was sick in bed and like didn't think I could get out of bed, I was like, God, you brought me all the way around the world to lay in bed. And my teammates were out. They, my teammates didn't get it. Me and one other girl got it, but she got better. I got worse. So they're out doing, you know, God's work. And I'm laying in bed thinking, this is not what I agreed to. So I really think. Part of it was expectation. Okay. Um, And then part of it was just feeling so sick. It took energy to even try to swallow food. And when you get to a place where you just don't have anything left, it's like, why keep going? Because you're just beat down, exhausted physically, mentally, emotionally. Yeah. I've actually been there, but yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So... That so, so, and, and, you know, just, and so I, 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 um, anyway, I, I came back and, uh, I had lost like 17, 18 pounds. I didn't have that much weight to lose and I lost it all. And I was so, so sick, kept pushing on, pushing on, pushing on. And I, I'm going to jump. I'm not gonna spend too much time on this because there's other things I want to talk about, but it was a long struggle. I ended up, um, getting severely, severely depressed and I was going to, uh, Infectious disease doctor, um, blood doctors, uh, you you name it, and all of them didn't know what to do with me. I I I I ended up getting well. I will I will share this. I'm still not hundred percent and I will not ever be this side of heaven because of what I went through. Um, and that's not something that I tell a lot of people, and some people know about me. Um, but it also just goes to show that you never know what someone's been through because I think people can like I don't know if you saw the pictures, I just did an episode of breaking stronghold. And there's these pictures of me in front of this jet and I'm wearing a hat and I got this yeah. book, and everyone's like, Whoa, living the life. I'm like, yes, that was an awesome moment. I loved it. But you look at those pictures. You're not going to think, Oh, she's actually struggled with severe depression. She's struggled with severe health. Or she struggles with chronic pain to this day. People don't know what people are going through. And so exactly. I just, think, I don't know why I'm telling, I don't know why I'm going off with that, but I, I just, my whole point is, I think no matter what it looks like to anybody, I think everybody struggles with hope at some time.
0: Everybody. Thank you so much for sharing. I'm going to break in here. Thank you so much, first of all, for your transparency, because I believe our transparency is God's currency to help souls. I really, truly do. So um, I want to just um, go back to something you said. A lot of times we feel as believers that there is nothing for us to deal with we don't have to suffer on this side or is certain things that shouldn't happen to us I know I did I felt that way after the fire after I lay there I mean from head to toe you know literally dying so I've been in that position um and I'm thinking all we did was serve God I mean you were over there serving a mission what is your advice in that moment. And then I want you to continue with what you're saying. But what is your advice to the listeners? Because this is real good talk for the believer. What is your advice when you're in that point where you're doing what God said uh, and you know you're where you're supposed to be? And it seems like, (laughs) (laughs) what in the world? Like I said, when I woke up, what God what is going on, yes. where, how do you catch, and I call it embers of hope, you just need a spark or a little, how do you reignite your hope in those moments?
1: That is a great question. Um, I do think there is a myth that is unspoken, that is, un because I, I, I had the same thing, well, I'm a, you know, I'm living my life for God. And I, there should be a protection around me that these bad things shouldn't happen. Blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's it's like an unspoken, it's even subconscious, I think, thought. Yeah. So then, when something bad happens, well, wait, why did that happen? Did I do something wrong? Was I out of did I not hear God yeah. correctly? And you might actually be exactly where you're supposed to be, and this is how, what God's going to use to grow you and to. Peel the onion, so to speak, you know, chisel yes. stuff off that isn't his. Um, I absolutely believe that. Um, so one thing I would say is when you're in those moments of just complete despair, um, that's when you gotta remind your sweet soul, your sweet little self, you gotta have a little talk <laughs> with yourself. I talk to myself a lot, and I have to say, God is God, and I am not. I don't see the whole picture. And that, and 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 then, and then. Me personally, this is in the Bible. You got to look back at those spiritual stakes. You got to look back like what has God done in the past? What has God, how has God been faithful? Even if you're like, I can't think of a thing, start quoting scripture out loud because enemy can't fight scripture. So you no. start quoting scripture out loud. You start saying, God is for me, not against me. I am the head, not the tail. You start saying God is not giving me a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. Out loud, you say this until until your emotions get in line with what your mouth is saying. Because if you stay with your emotions, it's not gonna look, it's not gonna look good. Your emotions are at least mine. I'm a, I'm a big heart. I'm a big feeler. I'm, I tend to be more melancholy. I tend to be more pessimistic and look at things like what's wrong with instead of what's right. And so I have to let my emotions not have a vote. If my emotions get a vote, I'm in trouble. So I got to go back to the word of God. I got to back to what I know to be true. Not what I feel to be true, but I know to be true. And that's one thing you got to do. That's one thing that I have to do. On a regular basis to this day,
0: I hear you, you, Julie, you know, I'm writing a book called The Sea of Emotions. And uh, one of the things I want to bring out about emotions is that emotions are like children. Mm. They need to be trained and not (laughs) obeyed. Yes, ma'am. So that's one of my big things I want to talk about with that. So that's very, very good. So that hope and
1: emotion connection. Okay, let's go ahead. I want to hear more. What about, okay, what about, about the, about what? What should I tell you more about? Just the, the, no, your other hope story or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's what I'll tell you. I was thinking about hope today because I was thinking about, you know, you asked me, like, tell me, think, you, all you said was, hey, I want to interview you and we're talking about hope. And I'm like, cool. And you and I realized I was on my, I was on a walk today and I was like, God, what? Do you want me to say, cause I can put pressure on myself. Like I gotta make sure I say something really profound. And then it's like, that's silly. Like I just need to let just God's <laughs> going to come out of my mouth. And I pray that he does. But I realize if I think about it, hope can be like when you're little, it's like, it's very short term. It's like, I hope I get a part in the school play. I hope I make the school team yeah. hope I Get a teddy bear for Christmas. And it's pretty quick. It's a pretty quick turnaround. And then you get older and I think hope gets, that's kind of like, more like the dream. Then it's like you graduate. Well, where do you hope to be in five years? I hope to have my own law practice. I hope yeah. to have, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like a dream. It's, it's still a positive. It's still like a positive, fluffy feeling. And then things happen, like what you were talking about with the fire and what you went through it. yeah. I mean, It's just, you know, you know realizing you're, you're going to die or thinking you're going to die when you're 20. Things happen that I call the gritty hope. Yeah. And it's like the, there ain't nothing fun about this. This is literally, I am so desperate. I have no choice but to hope because I have no other option. And, um, I think a lot of adulthood, at least my adulthood is that's the kind of hope that as an adult you have, you're not like, I mean, I hope I go to Europe. Yeah. That's more the frilly thing, but the, I hope my kid stops doing drugs. I hope my, yes, yes. you know, I hope my marriage is restored. I hope my friend can beat cancer. These are like, a, this is a different gritty hope that it's not fun, but what's the alternative Justina? Like, and, oh, and oh, man. I, I will, I will say like, I, like I, so I wrestled with my health slash illness. That's what, that's why I was like illness versus <laughs> health illness. Um, very much a lot in my early twenties. I, I went through severe, severe depression, severe, severe, severe depression, and I thought there was something wrong with me for that. Yeah. I had someone say, "Well, what is there a sin in your life that you're not confessing?" And I'm like, "Oh, oh I hate oh. that." So then you add guilt and shame on top of yes. the depression you're already going through, and I'm like, it, look, I'm messing up my hair for this, but it's insane." <laughs> I, it, but it, it, please stop saying that, please, church. Like, let's help people who are having mental mental illness is a real thing. Yes, They don't need to be judged. They already feel bad enough about it. You know how much guilt I have when I feel depressed? I already feel depressed and I feel guilty about being depressed. I have nothing to be depressed about. And then all it does is spirals of depression. So let's just stop and let's just try to get behind each other. It's okay not to be okay Well said, yes. And there's no shame in it. And honestly, it loses its power over you when you are able to say, I'm not okay. And I'm okay with it. Boom. Where we get trouble is when we're like, well, shoot, I must do something wrong. I got to do something. I got to work harder. I got, and you know why? Because we're striving, we're striving, we're striving and we're not letting, we're not saying, okay, God, I'm a, I am surrender. I surrender. You better step in here. You got to step in because I ain't got nothing left. Oftentimes that's what God needs. He's like, oh, finally, thank you. And then exactly. He <laughs>
0: Oh, I love that so much. I love, 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 love what you're saying. I really do because um, even though my whole podcast is uh, is talking about hope, but I'm talking about giving hope, not judging your hope, not condemning you for not feeling hope. But look, here's a little thought that might present you with some hope. Beautiful, beautifully, beautifully said. So I have another question because this is getting good because you're we're bringing in the mental, uh, the mental health aspect, yeah. and the church is at a divide to me on that. Um, some feel like if you're depressed, you got a demon or <laughs> you you're in sin or uh, you don't really need help. You just pray about it. No, uh, I I really feel we need to love on people. I think love is a hope, <laughs> a hope yes. prouder. I yeah. think if we would look more into love, yeah. it would help us out. What's your, what's your take on that?
1: Absolutely. I, You know, I had a lot of guilt for a lot of years about having, going through depression. I didn't want to admit it. I didn't want to talk about it. I'm a preacher's kid. Um, I felt like it somehow reflected poorly on me or my family. Um, and then I remember this doctor saying to me, if you're a diabetic, you take insulin right now. Your levels are low. You might need to take some medicine and that's okay. And I, it's like, it's, why is there this weird disconnection? Like, first of all, please don't judge anyone, please, please. The, it is, it is, if you have not experienced it, yes, thank God for that. Don't yes. judge people. Don't judge when yes. you don't know. It, and, and I'm not saying in a mean or sassy way. I'm really not. It's coming. It's, I feel so passionate about it because. Um
0: well we sister passionate about it because I feel the exact same way.
1: Yeah. I mean it's 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 until you've been in that place where you just think it would be easier to be done with this life and I have been there, until you've been there, um it, you you don't know. And, and 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 I'm not saying I'm I'm not I'm I'm grateful that you haven't been in that place. If you haven't, yeah. that's awesome. But just be grateful instead of judging people, what's wrong with them? Can't they just pull themselves up by the bootstraps? No, sometimes you can't. At the same time, I will say this, Justina. Hope, I actually looked it up in the dictionary because I'm such a nerd. Uh, It's (laughs) an expectation or desire for a certain thing to happen. Um, It's a desire accompanied by expectation or belief in fulfillment. So here's the Mm -hmm. other part of that. Now I've said like, you know, you got to hope, you got to surrender and be done with it. Sometimes you also have to do something. So like, if you are like, if I, oh, I hope I feel better one day. Oh, I hope I feel better one day. And you're sitting around hoping you're feeling better. I hate to break it to you. you Probably aren't going to just all of a sudden magically feel better one day.
0: That's right.
1: That's why you got, okay. Now pray. First of all, ask God, what God, can you help me? There are times you don't want to even talk to God. I get it. I get it. That's okay too. Don't judge stuff. It's like, God, help me. want to talk to you. You know, be real. He's not like That's right. with you. So, but then think about like, okay, what can I do? Like, maybe I need to go to a doctor. Maybe I need to start walking. Maybe I need yeah. to go for a walk, you know, like get exercise or start eating healthier, or go to bed. I mean, right. There are different things that you also can do. So, there's like extremes. I feel like sometimes people are just like, you know, okay, I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do it all. I'm gonna do it all. And they leave God out of it. And then there's people who are like, well, God, I just hope you do something. Well, there's a balance, right? Yes, it is. I think, I think, and there's also just, this is complicated. Just, we're getting some complicated issues, Justina. But (laughs) but I will say there's a balance, but I also, there's also, there's seasons. There's sometimes where God is like, do this, you know, step out, do like, you do your part. I'll do your, I'll do the rest. You do your part of the rest. And there's times where God's like, sit still and rest. And he has me to sit still and rest. And I do not like, Those seasons, I got to be honest with you. I am a (laughs) goer. I'm a doer. I'm like, do not tell me to sit down and rest. But God has politely said, sit down and rest a couple of times. You know, in Psalm 23, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: He makes me lie down in green pastures. Sometimes God makes me lie down in green pastures. He knows I won't do it on my own. So I would say, if you're in a place of like, I just feel. Despair. I feel like first of all, talk to somebody. So I talk to somebody that you trust. Yes, who's going to love you? That's not going to judge you. Um, get them behind you because, like you said, community and love is a hope starter. If you yes. have someone like, "Hey, I'm here with you. I'm not going to let you go through this alone." That yes. right there, oh, you know what I mean? That's a huge thing.
0: Yes, it is Just
1: getting it off your chest and not feeling like you're so isolated. Isolation and loneliness—that is the worst thing.
0: It's a good breeding ground for disaster. That's for it sure.
1: It is. Yeah. You
0: know, I lo- I'm loving what you're saying. Uh, you know, Scripture says if we draw nigh to God, He'll draw nigh to us. And I'm convinced He makes every other step for us. Mm. Um, but we have to start by hope has to be in something. And mm. a lot of times our hope is misplaced. It could be in our our, our loved ones. It could be in the church. It can be in ourselves. But I think the first step to breeding this uh, glorious field of hope and um, that flourishes would be what is it seeded in. So yes.
1: that's really yeah. no a 100 percent agree with you on that. And, you know, there's a song I don't know if different churches sing different music, but there's a song mm-hmm. we sing at our church. Um, you know, my living hope, Christ, my living hope. I think Bill. Feel someone seems. Like. Anyways, living hope. And I was thinking about that. I was like, you know what? If I'm gonna have hope in something, I want it to be a living hope. Like, yes. like, like, that is the key. Because if you're hoping in another human being, 100 guarantee. Sorry to break it to you, they're gonna disappoint you. They're gonna yes. not it's be all that. Happened. They're not gonna be all that. You know what I mean? Like, if you're hoping in a dream job, it's gonna disappoint you. It's gonna be short lived. It's gonna be short term. So the fact that we can hope in like the living. God yes. who is above us, who created us, who knows us and loves us in spite of all of our flaws. Yes. They're not surprised to him. He's not like, oh, shoot, what I do now. He knew them all. He still loves you. Deal, he, he, wants, he wants a relationship with you. If your hope is in a living God, like if you think about like, oh, I have a relationship with the most powerful person on earth, like whether that's how about that, or, right? Okay. God, you know, it's so much higher than that. So it's like, okay, whoa, let's think about this. Like, that's where I want to put my hope in. Some, yes. I, I'm, I'm, I've I'm, i seen what this world has to offer. I ain't putting my hope in it. I have no. been disappointed time and time and time again. Yes. And so it's got to be outside of this world. It's got to be the one who created it, the one who's above it all, the one who sees everything, the one yes. all powerful, all knowing, all loving, all good, gracious God. Yes. And he's still alive. It's not like we're just worshiping some, some idea it's, he's right. alive today. He's working yes. today. That's where you got to put your help. And then I think, like you said, it's got to be seated in that. Otherwise it's going to be fleeting. It's just going to fleet. So yeah,
0: I love this. I love this so much. And one more thing I want to revisit. I love again, and I, I don't think it can be emphasized too much about uh, judging others. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, first of all, if your business secret for me, Happened about maybe nine years ago okay. when I stopped trying to manage God's business when it comes to other people. Just <laughs> leave people alone. I mean, really, it sounds funny. No. But it was such a deliverance for me. <laughs> I tend to my own Gordon. I am a master at that. I'll help you with yours if you invite me in, if you want me. Uh, and even at that, sometimes I don't. But I, you know, let God be God yeah, and let people, they serve him. Let God yeah. tend to his people. That being said, you know, I um, many years ago, I had a group of women and we did missions at um, shelters like Store of Hope and different oh, yeah. women's shelters. OK, so we were there and um, and we we came in and we brought food and ministered and sang and those type of things. I wasn't doing the singing, by the way. Full disclosure, that it's not my gift. But anyway, it was a young lady there and um, she was, you know, just completely naked under a very thinly, Mm. thin, um, you know, dress. And one of the ladies said, oh, my God. I said, wait. I said, let me tell you how I work. If you don't have a solution, don't address the problem. If you want to go up to her and talk to her about how she's looking, that's fine. But do you have a solution? Yeah. If you don't, you pray and said, I'm going to show you how to handle this. So I pulled her to the side. I said, Did you know that you could see your breast and things under your dress? And she started crying. She said, Yes, ma'am, but I don't have a slip. I said, Guess what? We're going to solve the problem. I'm going to go across the street. I'm going to buy you three or four slips. And she just was so grateful. But I've learned to handle things like that. When you're talking about this judging thing, you don't know what the situation was. She didn't like that that's how she was. You can't assume that that's what she wanted to do. Mm -hmm. She's in a shelter. That should tell you something, that there was some type of struggle. you know. But we need to get wiser as Christians with that. And that really helped her hope in God. She really, that made her feel good. It made her feel worthy. It it really did something for her and that translated into how she felt about God. So sometimes the hope people have can be helped or hurt by our actions. What's your thoughts
1: about that? Oh, a hundred percent, a hundred percent agree with that. And I also think people, I love that you did that. I love that. That's a perfect illustration, by the way. I love, I love that. I love that you did that. And That you spoke to her as a human and said, did you know, instead of looking down on her, like she, she didn't want, she didn't need anyone to look down on her. She probably has had that her whole life. I mean, who knows? You know, she, she's probably used to that. So to have someone come talk to her as a equal. And and I want to, what can we do to help you? You know, I will say, I think sometimes people think, well, I've got to wait till I have enough money and I can donate a lot of money and just make grand. No, honestly, just giving a smile or a compliment or patience to a store clerk, you're checking out and they're yes. all frazzled or whatever. And, and they're getting nervous. And you're like, Hey, you know, and people behind are like, mm-hmm, you know, and you, and you turn and smile at them and you look at them and you say, Hey, you're doing a great job. Don't worry. I, I don't have to be anywhere. Just I'm, I, t- I think the little bit, I, and also I never once said Jesus or God in that statement, but I am like, try, if you say, God, help me be your ambassador today, help me help some show me someone I can help today, even yes. through a, a little comment, even through a smile. Um, he'll do it. And yes. the thing about the Holy Spirit is they may not know what it is, but they'll be like, Ooh, you know, I just the there, I was at the grocery store and there was this um ladies restocking the produce stuff and she was just gorgeous. She was this beautiful, beautiful lady. And I mean, she was, I don't know how old she was, but she was just absolutely stunning. And I thought, Wow, she's really pretty. And I felt, and I this is gonna sound strange. I felt like I was like, tell her that. I'm thinking, okay. So I I talked to her, I said, hi, I go, I just want to tell you, you are just stunning. I said, I I don't, I go, I don't want to interrupt your work. I don't want to, you know, this be weird or anything, but you're just stunning. And she literally went, Oh, thank you. And she was so taken back. I have no idea. And then I said goodbye and I walked away. I have yeah. no idea what's going on yeah. in her life, but God does.
0: And yes. that,
1: and the thing is, like you said, we don't have to be in everybody's business, but maybe I mean, I, I, maybe something happened that morning and she was feeling down about herself or down yeah. about her looks or yeah. something. And then to have some stranger, you never know. Cause I know when people have said, said something to me out of the blue, and it's exactly what I needed to hear, and I didn't even know I needed to hear it. And they just say yes. it and they walk away. And I think, was that human or was that a person an angel? Was that an <laughs> angel or a human? You know, so I just think like be just don't don't discredit the small things. Everybody. Everybody, yes. no matter yeah. your age, no matter your how you know what, everybody can be an encourager and give hope to someone, even in the smallest little ways. You know, I mean, I don't know. That's yes, yeah, I, I thing,
0: think that's too. beautiful. I really, really do. Um, I had, um, I have a quote in my book, The Circle of Fire, that has been. I don't know if you call it requoted. People talk about it all the time. Um, administered to people pretty deeply. And I made a statement that I believe hope is the heartbeat of survival. Hmm. And and the reason I said that was because when I was in my, I call it spiral of uh, despair, when I was falling down and down, I was intubated, I was hurting, I had lost a child. My whole life had been flipped upside down, you know, and I, I really felt like giving up and I, I found hope in the, in the thought of my husband and my children and just thinking, you know, well, there's five living children, what's going to happen to them and who's going to go be with my brown sugar? Wait a minute. Nope, can't have my brown sugar. I think I'm going to fight to live, but it just took a beat of hope. To start pumping that blood of hope back in and for me to recover. So I'm saying all this to say, I think it's so important for us. It doesn't have to be a big hope or a large hope. Or You know, I tell people, I minister to people on the burn unit all the time. You could just hope to be able to sit up. And and that's what I did. I was laying there and I just hope one day I could raise my right hand, not even both hands one hand at a time, and then the next hand, and then, you know, and hope grows, you know, so I think that's important, so what are your thoughts about that?
1: I absolutely agree with that, the hope grows, Um, and I also, like, I love what you shared about just, like, hope to sit up again, I feel like when you're in a place of despair, and you're like, what's the point, there's always something to be thankful for, and it's like, I mean, the fact that, the fact that, like, like, uh, like the fact that you're sitting up right now, you're able to be like, so, like, like, but like, for like me, like, as like, if I'm like, man, I'm like, wait, I have two legs, I have two arms, I can walk, I can, yes. you know, there's always something, there's always something to be, I have running water in my house, I have, I mean, it, I mean, go back to the basics. If you go back and, and honestly, gratitude. also feeds that and it's like if you start complaining it's like a road you know and you start it starts slight it starts small like a little complaint like oh I wish I had blah or I don't have this or I don't and if you start focusing on what you don't have or what you think you should have you, you go here if you're like thank you god I may not have what I want but I have running water and I have a car there are people who don't have a car I have a job. I mean, I love my job, but I thank God I have a job. And then, you know, whatever you start thanking God for what you have. And it just I don't know, it frees you up. I I, I can get like I told you at the beginning of this with my negative thoughts and choose yellow. I can get real negative and it's it's real sneaky. It's real sneaky. And it just kind of starts to spiral. And you start to think I'm, I start to think I'm too old or I'm too this, or I'm never going to not have pain in my life or whatever it is. And then I've got to literally say, stop, stop. Um, I had a situation happen. I wasn't going to share this, but it's coming to my mind where I was being seen for, I have, I told you I have chronic pain. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so I was doing this, I was in, LA and I was, um, seeing this doctor and he's like, I think you should go see this, uh, doctor. They do something called prolotherapy and they basically, uh, inject your ligaments with like a lidocaine. The idea is like, it's like a rubber band and like the rubber Mm -hmm. band, if it gets out, if it gets too stretched, it loses its elasticity. So it doesn't come Uh back. So they do this and they basically, they basically like flare up this, so that comes back and tightens up. So I had a treatment done on my hips, my lower back. I mean, it's painful. They do all these, put all these needles in your back and da-da-da, whatever. And he's like, Oh, I think this will be really good. I think it might help your neck because I've I've had chronic neck problems since I was 16. So anyway, long story short, Justina, I'm on the table. He puts, he's putting the needles in and he put the needle in. And I felt before this even happened, I've never heard an audible voice from God. But this was the closest thing I had. He put the needle in my neck and immediately I heard. This is bad. God is good. This is bad, but God is good. And the next thing I knew, my body jolted like flips off, like, the, like like a jolt electricity went to my body, and wow. I just the table. Fast forward, long story short, he actually pierced he actually pierced my spinal cord and injected oh. this fluid in my spinal cord. I was at UCLA Hospital for about four days straight. They came in and they said we don't know what your recovery will be. If you do recover, and Whoa. at that point, I literally lost, I had lost all the feeling from my neck down. Um, I couldn't feed myself. I couldn't walk. Wow. I couldn't whatever. It was, it was insane. So, um, it, that's a whole nother show. Uh, yes. but, but, um, but, uh, I remember laying in that bed and thinking, I may never have a child. My husband, I was married at that point. We may never be able to have a child. I may be wow. in a wheelchair from now on, you know, this whole thing. So when I get down and which I still do, I still do. I mean, I, I, that's just like something yeah. I just naturally do. I'm like, thank you God that I have a daughter thank Yeah, that I, 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 like I can walk. And I think back to when I literally could not lift a fork to feed myself. Like you said, you couldn't, lift your- when you've experienced something like that, it's, I'm embarrassed to say, I have to remind myself
0: of what, it's not how blessed to be I am. Embarrassed.
1: but it's, it's, I mean, you think about like what God has taken me from. And I'm like, why do I have to remind, it's like, I should be thinking, you know, first thing every morning, thank you, God, I can walk, but I forget, you know, it's, it's kind of like, so it's just one of those things like, thank you God for having patience with me that I, you did yeah. so much, you spared my, like literally the, the, a year later I went for your checkup and the doc, the head UCLA guy was looking at my charts and he said, I don't know what kind of lucky star he's looking at my MRI. He's looking at my actual yeah, MRI, Yeah. yeah he yeah. goes, "I don't know what kind of lucky star you were under, but there is no reason that you should not be paralyzed from the neck down or even dead. The where they it could have, it, it should have just." And I literally looked at him and I thought, "It's not the stars; it's the God who made the stars." But I couldn't even speak yeah. because I was just crying because I felt like God yeah, spared my life. Yeah, yeah. again. So um, that's so beautiful.
0: Well, you know what, you I, I really believe that, uh, uh, I mean, we've all, well, most of us have, have experienced some very powerful blessings from God. It doesn't take from the hard times. Right. So, you know, Jesus still cried. Yeah, that's true. When Lazarus died. I mean, he was healing people. He was doing all kinds of stuff, but it didn't mm-hmm. keep him from crying. So mm-hmm. I think we we're we're safe to acknowledge our mm-hmm. hard times, but not not cut off our hope because of them. If that
1: absolutely. makes any sense, absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: But, no. Jewel, I tell you what, this conversation has been extremely an extreme blessing. Do you have any last things before we close?
1: You know, I would just. <laughs> I would just say as a fellow human to a fellow human, still, you know, living and dealing with hope and different days, I'm more hopeful than others. Um, Just keep going. Remember that God loves you. And when you're in a rough spot, this is hard to do sometimes, but sometimes, (laughs) sometimes it's actually for your benefit. So if you can, it takes a lot. But if you can thank God for the tough spot. Trust that he knows what he's doing. Um, oftentimes that's where we grow the most. Um, you know, I hate to see my daughter suffer. I hate it. I hate it. Oh God, it. yes. I hate it. Uh, but I just just this week, she was in a really bad spot. I said, you know what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this is happening. I'm sorry this you feel this way, but when you're in your darkest hour, that's usually when you know God better and I don't know anybody who's like like even even when I went through in Africa I would still do it all again I would still go through all of it again because what I gained the understanding of God's love and faithfulness that I gained through that horrific chapter is invaluable to me and so just if you're if you're if your goal in life is to avoid pain first of all you're not gonna be successful that's right (laughs) so don't scare us. Just 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 trust him. I real quick, I gotta tell you a story real quick. My dad, I love my dad. He has been my hero since I was can remember. Active guy, uh, black belt and karate, jumps out of airplanes, wow. runs marathons. I mean, he's a stud, right? About five years ago, six years ago, he started having some issues. Fast forward, he got to a place where he was falling over, had balancing issues. Um, was wow. remember things was kind of like, kind of like we were losing him. We went to, um, doctor for doctor, after doctor, neurologist, after neurologist. And they basically were saying, well, we think that it could be early Alzheimer's. It could be early Parkinson's. We don't know. Just come back in six months and we'll just keep watching him. Meanwhile, he's fading and fading and fading and fading. And it was just horrible, to, horrible to have to witness that horrible, to have to watch wow. my hero fall apart on me or what I can do to fall apart. And he's a man of God. He's a pastor. He's, he's given his life to God's service. Kind of what we talked about earlier yeah. today. Like, yeah. wait a minute. He's been on, uh, he's been working for you. He has sacrificed yeah. for you his wow. whole life and this is how it's going to end. What? This is not fair. And, and, and so after years of going to neurologists and then specialists, and then we were going up to Denver, um, we finally got him into Mayo clinic and, uh, it's kind of a long story, but basically I had heard that it could be it could be something called hydrocephalus. He has water in the brain. And I went into the doctor, it's in Mayo Clinic, and uh and the doctor was like, You're wasting my time. This is not hydrocephalus. This is not, this is not what it is. I go, Well, can you just can we please just do a test? And he's like, he kind of was not, he, he, he didn't like me, just, He didn't like me at all. But he yeah. said, Okay, fine, to get your mouth, of we'll we'll do this test, whatever. Did the test, went to the went to the neurosurgeon. He's like, I don't think it's this either, but you know, there's only one way to find out. My dad said, I don't even know if I really want to do it. It's going to take a week out of my life. I go, what do you have left? What do you have to lose? Did the test fast forward. They decided to put a shunt in his brain, drain the fluid. Like the lights came back on. Like he literally went, like he literally lights came back on fast forward five months. He was worse than he was
0: prior, worse of his worst. And we
1: thought he's gone Whatever they did worked short term. And they said, We don't know how long it's going to last, whatever. And it, it was really, it was talk about like, Oh, yeah. We thought we had him and then losing our hope, trusting God, trusting God, trusting God. And so we went to a surgeon here and we said, um, Can you you know, help us? Well, we can adjust the shunt. If they adjust the sh- they they use a magnet and they adjust the shunt in the brain. It's just amazing what they do. Anyway, they adjusted the shunt and Justina. He actually was better than he was after the surgery. Believe it or not, the surgery helped him, but it didn't give him the optimal health. Now, so basically by adjusting the shunt, it then reduced the fluid even more so that he actually is now the healthiest I have seen him in 10 years. My point is, had he not gone through what we thought was the end, it was actually God saying, hold on. He actually can get better than this. We're like, oh, no, we're happy with this. And God's like, no, I want him here. But in order to get here, you got to go here. That's so sometimes beautiful. when you're here, just remember, it's on your way to here. Do not give mm-hmm. up. You're not going to stay stuck here. You do not have to stay stuck here. This is not the end. That was what I would want to leave with everybody. That was kind of a long answer. But just know beautiful. it might be you came in fathom. We couldn't fathom. We were literally grieving, grieving. My dad wow, the wow, wow, surgery wow. didn't work. And it was actually God saying, just wait. And he made it even better. And if that hadn't happened, we would never have known. So, well, thank you. God.
0: He's God or so not. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing that. That is so powerful. What an awesome testimony to our hope of glory <laughs> and to God, making yeah. all things work together for good. Yes. Well, i tell you what, Jewel, it's been delightful having you on the show, celebrating our 400th episode with us. And guys, I know that um, the, these testimonies, these words of wisdom, this conversation has been a blessing to you. And um, if the Purple thoughts have been inspiring, encouraging in any way, guess what? I have 365 more of them available to you. You can run over to Amazon. Pick up my journal, Building Hope with Purple Thoughts, 2022. Or if you prefer a signed copy with my trusty purple pen, you could just email me. M-T-A-C, that's more than a conqueror, underscore Justina, at Yahoo.com. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Be sure to tune in next time for more of Building Hope with Purple Thoughts. Go have yourself a really blessed day.